Honey, where are you going? Where are you going? <sighs> again? Just where are you going? Where are you going? You're not going to the bar again, are you? You like hanging out, drinking beer at the bar, talking sports? Come on out and join us weekly. Guys at the Bar Talking Sports, your podcast for just that. Hanging out, drinking some beer, talking sports. Are you really doing season four of that stupid podcast? Y'all know the name of the show. It's Guys at the Bar Talking Sports. And what do guys do when they talk sports at the bar? They drink beer. So if you want to buy us a beer, you can Venmo us. The Venmo is at Guys at the Bar Talking Sports. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another week of Guys at the Bar Talking Sports. This is your season four, episode 10. We are neighborhood friends getting together weekly at the neighborhood watering hole MJ's Bar and Grill in Columbia, South Carolina with some brews and a microphone. Stay tuned as we discuss week seven college football games. The number one offense in the country is playing against the number two offense in the country this week. And we're going to talk about that as they square up in Washington State. Not Washington State, the college, but the state of Washington, we'll say. Uh, we'll highlight the UCL and Oregon State game, the USC versus Florida game, uh, Tennessee and Texas A&M game, and what is Miami going to do after the devastating loss last week when they face UNC this week? That's what we're going to talk about. Uh, feel free to share the show with your friends. Please share the show with your friends. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. Give us some positive reviews as well. Uh, we have a Facebook group if you want to join that. Guys in the Bar Talking Sports, all you got to do is search for it. Uh, feel free to join. I actually have a TikTok I've been doing as well, just going over some highlights for games of the week as well as some predictions, so you could uh, check us out on TikTok as well. We are in multiple uh, social medias. That's where we're going. I even have a... How many listeners are we up to now? Almost as many At as Travis and Jason 16. Kelsey. 16 and six of them are, are about... Nine of them are on the show. You have an OnlyFans? So, I do not have an OnlyFans yet. But if I need to have an over OnlyFans, I will get one. Whatever it takes Please to get know. more listeners. Yes. We're battling with new heights for first place. Exactly. Yes. We always love support. We do. We love it when people support us. And when they support us, the best way to support us is to buy us around a beer when we're doing the show. And you can do that through Venmo, at Guys the Bar Talking Sports is the Venmo handle. That's at Guys the Bar Talking Sports. Buy us around. You can buy me around. I don't care. Just But, we, but the best is to buy us all around, right? Speaking of buying around, who won the Oklahoma-Texas game? Do I owe you around? I don't know if I bet on that one because I wasn't sure, but no, did I? You won the closest score. Oh, I did not look that up, but I'll look oh. it up later on, okay? We gotta get off sidetrack. So let's oh, just that. Let's just do some introductions real fast. We have my man Chopper over here. What are you drinking, Chopper? Howdy. How's everybody doing? Corona tonight. Corona night. You've yeah. been drinking Corona every week. Yeah. It's kind of weird, huh? Yeah. Predictable, huh? What Chief. are you drinking there, Chief? I'm drinking Aqua Giacciata. Whatever that means. We'll assume it's water. We got, we have Cheeks. What are you drinking, Cheeks? I'm drinking pumpkin. I'm about to get a refill. And we have Mr. X. I'm drinking a little Warsteiner tonight. He decided Woo-hoo! he decided Warsteiner. to not have a name on our show. So we were like, well, I guess you're just Mr. X. So there we go. This is a new face on our show. You can't see him, but we can, and that's a good thing. 
that you can't see me as a face made for radio. <laughs> That's the guy. Or face made for podcasting is the new way to say that, right? So. That's it. Mr. X, I'm going to teach you how things go on the podcast, okay? The first thing we do is we start talking about some words of the day. And when I say words of the day, words of the day are like um, things that describe a football game from last week. So that's our chance to look back on last week's games, right? So when I was looking at last week's games, there was the one game, there was some games that it was just an unexpected outcome or it might have been an unexpected play or an unexpected player out there. But what was unexpected for you, Chief? We're going to go ahead and show them how it works. So, USC, uh, Southern Cal barely getting by Arizona. Uh, that was unexpected. That must have had Cheeks on. <laughs> I, I, was, I was worried about Cheeks. I was worried, It was too. at USC, so that, that really had me. Yeah. It was unexpected. Yeah, it was tough. Chopper, did you have anything unexpected that you saw last week? Or was it all expected to you? Um, it was all expected. It was all. I was you, pretty good with my predictions. Last you week. expected Oklahoma to win. Yes. Okay. I was one of the few that expected that. Yeah, and um, that was an upset. Number twelve versus number three. You yeah. call it an upset, right, Mr. X? Yeah, close enough. Yeah. Did you have any games that weren't expected to you? Uh, I'm going to put you on the not you, the whole not the whole game. Okay. Unexpected for me was Maryland tying Ohio State at the half. That That's was unexpected. Yeah. yeah. Very now, good. Last week, I called that as a potential upset, and at halftime, I was like, I'm right! I am freaking right! And then Ohio State just blows them out the second half. Then Ohio so. State put their first string in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah what, exactly. what does the quarter Islanders tell you in a football game? There's plenty of time left. Yeah, I mean, yeah. one comment at the halftime, and that, that changed the game. It was over. I think I responded to that comment, and it changed the game, too. Because when I get cocky about things, like today, that I said, has. or yesterday I posted something like, uh, who's going to go to the, who's going to the Carolina game to watch them get beat the crap out of by Florida? And by me doing that, that means Florida's going to lose this week. Yep. Yep. That's just yep. how it always is. Cheeks, what was unexpected for you? What's unexpected for me is the number two defense in the nation. Anybody know who that is? Number two defense in the nation? Number two. Number one's pretty easy. You can pick out number one fairly easy. But number two Who's is the that? important one. Well, it's not Georgia. It's not. Well, it's definitely not. They're in the, they're it's not in, Michigan. Yeah. It's not Ohio. Who is it? It's not Florida State. Air Force. Air Force has the number one defense. Number two. Number two. Number two. Yeah. Air Force has almost been ranked. Yeah. They, it, they're always. They're well, getting, they're ranked, but they're not ranked. You know what they say you should never do with data? Mislead. <laughs> that is, to me, that's pretty misleading data because they haven't played anybody. They haven't played true. So but for an academy school, for, for I did academy. bring the schedule just in case you guys debated me. Oh, jeez, there she is right there. All right, so when I think about some games that I say damn about, right, the one thing that stood out for me for damn was the four-down stand at the one-yard line by Oklahoma against Texas. Four downs. They're on the one-yard line. They get back to the two-yard line. They get to the one-yard line. They get knocked down right at the on fourth down. It was like that was game changing. That just shows Oklahoma is for real when it comes to defense. Yeah. And yeah. that Brent Venables, in my opinion, if you could go from a team that loses forty-nine to nothing last year to a team that beats Texas. Has that to stand? That's the best yeah. defense. That, not the best defense in the country, but that is amazing what you did yeah. right there. So when I say so damn, that's damn. What do you got for damn? Chicks? So damn for me was an anonymous Pac-12 
assistant coach talk some smack about the quarterback from Colorado. Uh, and I can never pronounce um, Deion Sanders' son's name. Shador? Shador, Shador is that it? Yeah. Okay. Shador, he said that he's padding his stats because he's taking sacks instead of throwing the ball away like most quarterbacks do. And, and so he responded with, <laughs> that guy goofy. And he said, my hand to God, he wants me more than he wants his own quarterback. <laughs> so... He has the most total yards as a quarterback right now at yeah. 2012 or something like that. But the thing is, he's probably the only quarterback in that top 10 that has played every quarter of every game. And that's why those numbers are where they're at for that. Yeah. But if you look at, I mean, he, but completion rate is pretty solid for him as well. I think he's number two in completion percentage. Yes, because he takes a sack. Yeah. So, I mean, that's interesting to see. What were you thinking yeah. when you saw damn? How about Chief? How about the, the game's effectively over and all your quarterback has to do is take a knee and you win. Oh, my God. <laughs> and instead, you run a play and fumble and give the ball up and the other team gets to score and win. That was so asinine. I can't say anything original about that play that hasn't already been said. Right. But that is – it's not a fireable offense – but pretty damn close to play yeah. as a coach that stupid. And somebody on that team needs to be held accountable yeah. for that type of idiocracy. But if you look at the picture in cl- up close, his his elbow was down on the ground but still in possession of the ball. Yeah, you posted that. And I don't know if that's true, but a friend of mine was actually at that game, and he said the entire time, man, the, the refs were just like – Odd when it came to Miami. It's still, so, still it all you had play, to do was not take not a, not a knee play. and yeah. the game's over. And it's still the dumbest thing you could do. Even right. in, in mid play, as they hike the ball, the, the, the announcers are like, What are they doing? That's yeah. the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So that, that means somebody was not doing clock management who should have been. And I don't know whose job it was. Uh, somebody should have been going, We won the game, take a knee. A hundred percent. Yes. Um, For sure. Yeah. I'm going to go with, with, with Chopper on this yeah. question. Because you have a bunch of told you so's this year. And they're not all right. He, Chopper oh. is the guy that is coming up with the most random predictions. And sometimes he gets them right. And it just blows. Well, but Georgia did come out of October, or excuse me, out of September, undefeated. So That's what, right. And that was going to be my damn. Well, because, that was my because, told you so. Buddy. Yeah, it, it, it honestly, 17 straight weeks is AP number one. They broke Alabama's record, right? That's insane, yeah. My, my I told you so, though, is Alabama Crimson Tide and how they've recovered, right? From yeah. the beginning of the year. So I said, you know, everybody was kind of down on them at the beginning saying, you know, no quarterback, they're going to be down this year. And, and See the coaching ability of Nick Saban to come in and, and level set that team and get them back to where they need to be. Uh, they are uh, they're performing high levels now. They're beating beating good teams now. They're they're going to be fine. As I was prepping for the yeah. show, I was thinking about that and yeah. you saying that, and I was thinking like Alabama has really turned a page yeah. and turned a corner and figured things out. Although they're still not where they need to be offensively, they figured out how to play with the offense they have. That's coaching, man. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Coaching. How do you take the players you have and win a game? And yep. the defense that's, is that's able. That's where you do it. And the defense is able to hold off enough for the offense to perform. 
perform what they need to to win. Totally coaching. So, Mr. X. Yes, sir. Did you have a game that you watched last week? And you Now, you were not here, so you've never been here to say told you so. But you have been active on the Facebook group. Has there been any told you so moments from this week? Or maybe you told your wife. And she was. Like, it could be anything. It could be. It could be anything, right? Or your Told cat. you so. Could now be we know why we call him Mr. X. Yes. I didn't really have a big, big upset this week in my mind. Uh, my biggest game that I was looking at was Texas Oklahoma. It played out about like I expected. Oklahoma definitely is a step up from Texas, and it shows. But that was a close game. Good game. Uh, totally what I expected. Only real damn moment that I was other concerned about was obviously the Colorado and USC game. I turned it off because I thought it was going to be a blowout. But when they turned it back on and they're tied and getting ready to go into overtime, I was a little bit shocked. That was, yeah, that was two weeks ago. I don't know if they, yeah. Oh, I watched two weeks, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're way past that, (laughs) Mr. X. But that's okay. You weren't here last week. You wanted to come last week, so there's just left over. There was, there was, there's players that are in beast mode right now. Last week, I think we all agreed that Ray Davis from Kentucky was in beast mode. Brock Bowers. Right? Brock Bowers is in beast mode. Are there any other players that you're like, this guy just hit the gas, man. He's in beast mode. How about Jeez. a whole team? Oh, okay, give it to me. A whole team. Louisville. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Undefeated. Yeah. Beating Notre Dame. And, and, um, Did not see that coming. Who's quarterback for Notre Dame this year is um, Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman was number 10 in the nation last year yeah. and they and they lost to Notre Dame. Notre Dame. They lost to Wake Forest. They lost, they lost to Wake, Wake yes. Forest. Yeah, so it doesn't matter who they no, lose. Wake, Wake Forest, Forest lost, lost to Louisville. Yeah. Wake Forest lost to Louisville. Louisville. Wake was number 10. Yep. This year, Sam Hartman, number 10, Notre Dame loses to Louisville. Yeah, that's... Um, it's time for him to hit the portal. Or... No. no, something. Listen, he's going to go to the draft. He's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He, right, draft. He, yes. He's a good NFL-style quarterback. He's a generally a good quality quarterback for college football. Yeah. But I think he does get frazzled a little bit when he's being rushed. That's what I've been seeing from him. Um, yes. That's always a challenge for any quarterback. And, and he's just got to come back from that. You know, He's got to get out of his own head, and, and he'll be able to play. I mean, Notre Dame, they are going to be playing USC this week. Should be a tough game. So we're, we're actually going to talk about that game too. Hard so, on? Yeah. What was our? There was a game that was just a barroom brawl last week, right? And I mean, it was just a fight back and forth. Uh, one team came out ahead. For me, that was Texas versus Oklahoma. Um, Red River rivalry. It did not disappoint whatsoever. We already talked about that a little bit. Um, that four-down stand just killed me. But was there any other games that were barroom brawls out there that, that you could think of? Chopper. Florida Vandy. Florida Vandy. No, Florida ran away with that really? game. Really? That was, a, that was fun. <laughs> I'm thinking Texas A&M and Alabama, too. That yes, was a hell of a game. That was a hell and of a game. I think Mr. X earlier was saying something about you, had, you thought Texas A&M would win that game. Yes. You put your money on that? I Is did. that what I'm hearing? Okay. <laughs> One of the, they're, what, second or third defense in the SEC. Strong Alabama's defense. Alabama's been struggling with their quarterback position, obviously. Figured the defense would give them a little hell. I mean, they did. It was a back-and-forth game, and both of them, that wasn't the sharpest game that either team had played. But Alabama was probably, just by coaching, was able to overcome that defense. But I did have A&M winning that one, and I missed the mark. 
Yeah, it was. Um, I I thought that that might be an upset for the week as well, just because I did see Alabama struggling on offense. Texas A&M does have a, a stout defense. Uh, same thing. I, if I if I was a gambling man, I probably would have put a little bit of money on there, hoping that I could have won some as well. Uh, but I didn't. So another thing that we do on this show is do questions from the web. Before we do that, we got there's one game we just got to talk about briefly. Big well, then SC, go for it. Big man. SEC game: Georgia and Kentucky. Really? Did we have to talk about that? That was a blow. That wasn't a big yeah. game. That was a big game. That Kentucky was five and zero undefeated. Yeah, that was two undefeated teams, and Georgia looked like what they're expected to be. Yeah. Right. With the number well, one team in the country. The Kentucky looked like they didn't belong in the top twenty-five in that game. No, they definitely did. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what Kentucky team showed up, but Georgia I think looked intimidating. like I we think expect. They'd be going so, into it. Uh, the thing about they that need game. More money. Well, yeah. The thing about that game... They spent too much money on basketball. But the thing about Kentucky is that their their quarterback literally sucks. He, I mean, to, to use the most intelligent word I can use, he sucks. <laughs> you know? He He's starting quarterback for Kentucky. He doesn't Yeah, suck. but he sucks. He, <laughs> he throws for less than 50% completion. All they have is the running game, and... Georgia just knew that. Yeah, I mean, it's a straight north-south running game too. Easy to Clock, predict. Clogged in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. a good game to talk about. Though. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, halfway through the college, this is the questions from the web, and I'm surprising everybody with these questions. Yeah, you are. Nobody knows what I'm talking about because I, I didn't even send them out. So no, I like this spontaneity. You I know? was like, questions from the web is blank this week. I know. I, I know. did the same thing. Like, Whoa. I was gonna try to get y'all. I just throw you all off a little bit. Actually, I just came up with them like an hour before the show. I thought these were from people who were on, on the Facebook group. I did. I went through Facebook and I found them. Is this MLB? No, there's no MLB on the show. Uh-huh. All right, so, questions from the left. Halfway through the college football season, which team has surprised you the most? Cheeks. Oh, uh, well, Kentucky did. Kentucky did? Yeah, no, Kentucky you say did. Louisville did. Well, no, Louisville did last week. Okay. Kentucky up to that point. I've been advocating for them Five every week trying to be on the AP poll. Okay. And, like, I kept saying, why are they not on the poll? Why are they not on the poll? They finally got on the poll, and then they got their do they have a, to them. Do they stand a chance the rest of the season? No. Okay. But and at least they got on the poll. <laughs> Mr. X, what team this season so far has surprised you the most? Uh, probably Florida State. I wasn't buying the hype coming into the season. They belong there. Really? They're, they're, I was not buying the hype at all. They're holding there. They still got some teams they got to play before we find out for sure if they're that good. That's true. So they haven't really had too much, too many challenges yet. But I called them at the end of the season last year. I said Florida State's going to be in the top four at the end of next season. Figure top ten, yeah, maybe boy. top, maybe five or six. But yeah, so far they're doing well, doing well with it. Yeah, but they gotta get past Florida, and that's gonna be the toughest game yeah. on their schedule because the Gators are on fire. <laughs> hey, right? it's a rivalry game. Anything, throw everything out rivalry, there. Rivalry, anybody Where's can win. Where's the play that? It's going It's in. Uh, it's in Tallahassee. Go Camel. Yeah, Sorry. so it's gonna be a challenge for Sorry. for sure. All right, Chopper. What What is a team that has surprised you the most this season? I'm, I'm with Florida State too, and Mr. X. You know, I I was not high on Florida State. At the end of our podcast last year, when everybody was saying they're going to be good this year, I was not high on them at the beginning of the year when everybody was talking about them. And 
slowly I'm becoming a believer, you know? Chief. You know? Wow. Chief, give it to me. What is the team that surprised you the most? And I, I almost can predict it, but I want to hear you say it. Oh, I can't say Michigan? it. Michigan? Whoa, that's Michigan. not what Michigan. Really? I was going to say UNC. Why not UNC? Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, okay. Yes, UNC is 6-0. Absolutely awesome. Insane that they're but, six and zero. But they're not going to be in the top ten. Hold oh. on. Whereas Michigan, I expected them to be better than they are, and they're they, they're waffling. And they haven't had they haven't played Ohio State yet. They haven't played Penn State yet. So good games. I thought yeah. I thought I thought Michigan was going to be solid number one in the polls, and and they're not. Yeah. Well, Georgia keeps winning. That's why. And they're not going to take it away from Georgia right, in the right. polls. Until they lose. Right. Oklahoma. Why is no one saying Oklahoma? That completely unexpected. They were a, they were a 7-5 and five team last season, I believe. And now they're freaking undefeated, beat Texas. But I think the verdict's yeah. still out on them. So, I mean, yeah, you win just, a rivalry game. Anybody can win a rivalry game. Okay. Um, and then it's like, okay, what does the rest of your resume look like? Verdict's still out on them. An undefeated team in the Big 12 was not an undefeated team in the SEC. Right. Yeah. And then speaking of that, what about Mizzou? I mean, Mizzou did better than expected. They did exceed expectations. Yeah. yeah. They, if they win six, or if they win five games, they exceed expectations. Right. Exactly. Honestly. Sure. Well, weren't they? Yeah. Were they five and zero going into this weekend? They yeah. lost yeah. this weekend, so they were five and zero coming in. Any teams that you that have not lived up your expectations have not. And for me, Ugh. and it sounds bad because they I didn't expect them to win that many games, but I expected Mississippi State to do way better than they are, and they're not. Um, I expected that quarterback to be able to throw the ball and at least get a couple good upsets, and they still might, but they're not on that trajectory right now, and that's mine is Mississippi State. Did not did not meet your expectations, Chopper. Clemson. Clemson? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I'll go that's with that. an easy one. Wow. They're just... You know, they're just. I mean, they won. They won. What was it? Seventeen to twelve on this yeah. past weekend yeah. against just, Wake Forest. Right? They, I mean, they've they, not they, been living up their, to their potential. Yeah, you know, not. You know, if you take their recruiting and, and the players that they have, and, and you know, put that against the performances they're putting up, it just doesn't add up. It just doesn't match. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that, Mr. X. You got one of those. LSU. Oh LSU's yeah. Potent offense. Can throw up a lot of points. Their quarterback is number three in the country right now. But they can't win a game. Yeah. You know, there's two games. They sh- those games should have been won. Yeah. Those, those guys should be undefeated sure. somewhere in the top ten, and there's they're hanging out at 24, 23, wherever it is. And, and Mizzou yeah. was a close game. Yep. Yeah. 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 They should be winning these games easily. So true. Um, the team that they had, they should not have lost to Miami. No. 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 I mean, no. not at all. But then again, Miami. That's another disappointer. <laughs> Yes. Miami's a good team, though. I mean, I, I think they're a good, solid team yeah. making stupid mistakes. Are there any coaches on the hot seat right now, Mr. X? <laughs> that's a thought. Get back, get back to me on that one. No, that's fine. So, for <laughs> me, I was thinking that Dabo Sweeney might be on the hot seat right now. No. When, the reason why I say when you win two national championships, I know that Chopper says when you win two national championships, you can fire the fans. Yeah. Right. Um, I. Yeah. 
the best quote ever about Nick Saban that he can fire the fans. Um, You're out of here. I feel like Dabo Sweeney can sort of fire the fans as well, but the fans are going to turn on him in about two more losses, and I think that they could possibly have two more losses. This if they season. lose to the Gamecocks, Dabo's gone. Yeah, I, I disagree. He oh, is. He point. is. He is more than just a football coach at Clemson. He is to the fan base. He exemplifies being a good human being, and so that I don't think two. Even if he lost the Gamecocks again this year, I don't see that. Now, if, if next season is worse than this season, I, I'll grant it that tie could change. I do want to believe that, and, and I've, I've seen some of that, but I, when you've got certain players transferring when you just came off a year or two after a championship, that you got there with them. Same thing with a lot of the coaches. Understand coaches are trying to make money, but there were several coaches jumped ship after they had a bad season after a championship. Yeah. It makes me wonder if there's a culture problem or if that's just people being greedy. Good point. Okay. That's a very good point. Or could it be you're staying level and the other teams are getting better? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I've heard people say that Billy Napier is on the hot seat. Um, After after one season and a half a season, I just we've had this conversation a hundred times on this show, I think. A coach needs three seasons, yep. not yeah. two. Yes. A third season to get to a high level, and then a fourth season to get to the way further level. But if you look at Michigan, they those those fans were patient as can be, and look at that team now. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. And I feel off. like yeah. I feel like it's important to be patient as fans. But damn, I hate hearing that Billy Napier's in the hot seat. Well, so, what about immediate Nebraska? Nebraska. So Matt Rule, oh yeah, oh they they were long suffering with Scott Frost for yes, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, so Nebraska fans love Scott Frost. He won them a national championship in nineteen ninety-seven. I think that um, I think that they waited too long to get rid of him, even though I love Scott Frost too. You guys know that he's close to my heart. Yes. Um, but they waited too long to get rid of him. Matt Rule's there. Eh. I mean, he's He's changed the culture a little bit. You listen. I actually listened to all of his um, all of his um, press conferences, and he seems like he's doing some good things over there. But um, totally depend on how the players take him too. And some, I know a lot of people have a lot of hate for him, but I mean, it's a different face as somebody that's got good experience and come in and turn a program around. But like you said, you got to get a, you got to get the people on board. You gotta, and then you got to get the fans on board. Yep. And it'll make a culture change. Yeah. And yeah. it'll make your team better. But Nebraska's struggled mightily for the last eight years. Two I think it's been 2005 since they've had a winning, or, or 15 since they had a winning season, I believe. Yeah. In 2012, since they've had a bowl game. Or not that, bowl game, sorry. Nebraska style football has changed. It's evolved. Yeah. Maybe. But let's not bore a crap out of our audience with Nebraska football. <laughs> that came up by mistake. Okay, I'm sorry. Please don't turn this freaking radio off. Go okay. ahead. Let's get into some games of the week, okay? Yeah. I am going to start at the bottom of the list and work my way up because I feel like these oh, are the... Yeah. Well, okay, I'll start on the second at the bottom of the list because okay. I feel like that is the game that is going to be a potential upset this week, and I thought it might be a potential upset last really? week when they played Alabama. I, I, but yeah. Texas A&M is playing number 19 Tennessee. I really think this could be an upset. I'm seems that, seems that Josh, Josh Hupel has 
got those boys in line after that loss to Florida. They were disheveled in yep. Florida. This is a home game for Tennessee. The only thing is, is that Texas A&M, as we said, has a pretty good defense. And if they can stop that big, those big plays that Tennessee is known for, they could probably win this game. But does anyone disagree with that potential? Or does anyone think this is going to be a blowout? I, I not, not a blowout. That's not it's it, Neelan. I think it's going to be close, but I think Tennessee's going to get the win. Three points. I feel. I mean, I think that the um, the spread is only like two and a half points right now as well. I didn't even so, look at the spread. Yeah. Any thoughts on this game, no, Mr. I agree. X? I, agree. Uh, I think you're right. I don't think we're going to see a blowout in this. It's just going to be a good heads-up matchup. And Tennessee has nothing to lose. They're playing against a West competitor, so it doesn't matter. Texas A&M has everything to lose. Their coach has everything to lose. Um, So I think they're going to win. I feel like Texas A&M is prepping. Tennessee plays Alabama next week. Are they looking ahead? (coughs) Who knows? We might have an upset on our hands. So if A&M wins, will Tennessee be out of bolt? Tennessee, yeah, with two losses, they'll they'll be out of the chances for the top four for sure. All right, let's move on to a potential upset in the making as well. And that's going to be number 10 USC versus number 21 Notre Dame. Uh, This is Notre Dame's time to stand, right? He said last week, uh, or excuse me, the only thing that I think may allow Notre Dame to pull off a win against USC, uh, or excuse me, oh, I totally lost my place. Notre Dame had a hell of an defensive stand against Ohio State a couple weeks ago. I feel like USC is going to get screwed up um, if they have to face a hard defense. And we saw that USC has no defense. No, and I looked at that. I was looking at their defensive stats, and the offense is the only one winning the game. Their defense goes to bed every time they play. Yeah. Now, I, it's very disappointing. If USC can 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 get the um, or can can get to Sam Hartman, yeah. if they can rush yeah. him a little bit, what he time? might get disheveled. You never know. What time's kickoff? It's off? in Notre. It's it's yeah. It's playing at in South yeah. Bend. Yeah. So this is, but to me, this is a potential upset. I feel like Notre Dame has too much to lose right now. Um, I think that from yeah. the coaching standpoint, I don't feel like. Um, what the hell is his name? Uh, Lincoln? Not Lincoln about? Riley, no. Notre Dame's yeah, coach. Oh. Um, Mar- Marcus. Marcus Freeman. Uh, so I feel like Marcus Freeman is a little bit young as a coach. I feel like he doesn't have the same experience that Lincoln Riley has. Um, that might play into yeah. account as well. But then again, yeah. I just feel like Notre Dame has a chance that, that, that they, and there's a lot on the table for them. Does anyone disagree with this statement? Uh, yeah, I do. No, I, I'm still behind you. Let's see. Sorry. Well, you're good. Of course, you're going to be behind USC. You know, I think about this, but the reason I asked about the kickoff time, and I just verified it, 7:30 local. Yeah. The temperature inside of that stadium is going to be cool, and I think get Notre Dame fired up, and the the advantage that they got a team whose time zones off and temperatures way off Maybe, and it's but a the night whole game team isn't from california yeah but they've been in southern california that's i don't think that weather's gonna play that i don't much think so not at all. what is the altitude in south Bend? it's not high it's pretty, <laughs> pretty low 
It's not Colorado's altitude. Are you rolling altitude. that in my face? <laughs> yeah. He's going to bring that up wondering. every week. It wouldn't matter if they were playing if they were playing in Colorado. They're not. Yeah, I mean, USC has a good team. They have a Heisman Trophy. Yes. Like they're, their quarterback owns a Heisman Trophy right now. Caleb's going to make it work. I'm Caleb sorry. Williams is a good quarterback. They do play in a conference that does not play defense, so Notre Dame will be a test. Yep. Notre Dame's yep. going to be a test. And I don't – if, if Notre Dame can keep up on the points, which, which I think that they probably could, maybe. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if Sam Hartman can have that extra second to throw the ball. Yes. If that's the case, they win. If not, then yeah, it's a I USC think, game. I think sure. they're going to give them a good matchup, but I think they're going to be chasing points. And I don't think Notre Dame's going to be able to call it out. But I think you'll see it a little slower scoring game than we had the last couple weeks. Yeah. Let's go back out west. Number 18 UCLA at number 15 Oregon State. I, def- I was going to defer to our favorite Oregon State fan, the Rebel, on this, but he's not here tonight. Because um, that guy, he- he's a fanboy, I think. DJ ukulele, right? So um, I think both teams are dead even when it comes to comes to this on offense. They're about the same. I think they're number eighteen and number twenty, respectively, on that. And then um, the funny thing is, is that who is it? Oregon's only loss was to Utah, and last week they beat Washington State. Whereas um, UCLA lost to Washington State. And beat Utah. You hear so him? it's really an interesting story right there to see who of those six teams, like, or those, yeah, it was that six teams, four teams. Is the both, of their, both of their defenses are amazing. UCLA's is one step above Oregon. Yeah, this yeah. is a perfectly yeah. even yeah. matchup that we're yeah. going to be watching. It's going to be a tight game. Not, I mean, it'll probably be high scoring, but it's going to be a fun game to watch, in my opinion. I think Oregon State's going to win, and I think we're going to hear from DJ Ugalele's father about how Dabo Swinney shouldn't have let him go. Okay. That's what I think and we're going to hear, because they're going to win. And I told you so from yeah. DJ Ugalele. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. We're getting that almost every week now. Let's go just north of South Carolina to North Carolina. Whoa. And we're going to talk about the number 25 Miami Hurricanes. Coming to Chapel Hill yep. to play number 12 UNC. Yeah. Devastating loss for Miami last week. Yep. Honestly, the stupidest play ever. You know, um, yep. the, it looks like the player's elbow was down. We talked about that. Yep. But you know what? It's still an L for Miami. Is Miami going to come out full blazes, just just shooting? Or is UNC going to stop them? I think both teams have good offenses. I think both teams have... Okay, defenses. This could be a high-scoring game. Um, what do you think about this, Chief? This is your team right here, number twelve, yeah. UNC. Yeah, I think uh, I think Drake May. He's going to have a good game. I think you're probably looking at North Carolina scoring somewhere between thirty-two and thirty-eight points. I think Miami's going to be able to keep up. I think this is a squeaker, but I think May's going to pull it out. Oh, I seven and zero. Yeah. UNC seven and zero. Yeah, I'm. You For know, sure. yeah. it's starting to look like football schools are, or d- basketball schools are starting to dominate in the in football. I think that basketball schools are maybe able to recruit some extra players or something like that. I don't know, but UNC is a good team this year. I think they've gone under everyone's radar. 
Um, they don't get out of the season undefeated. I think they have two losses only, and I think that Miami is not going to be one of those losses, in my opinion. What do you think about this, Mr. X? Uh, i got to agree with Chief. you got a good opinion on this, I bet. i got to agree with Chief on this one. I think North Carolina is just going to have that extra edge. You're playing at home as well. you got a great quarterback. Miami just came off a kick in the teeth. Uh, you want to come out and fire hard on all cylinders, but I, I just think edge goes to North Carolina. Yeah. Have you been watching any of these North Carolina games at all, Chopper? North Carolina who? North Carolina who? See, no. Chopper, Auburn. Chopper <laughs> is a SEC homer yeah. and is definitely yeah. an Auburn homer. But that, but he called that no SEC is going to be in the final. I did call that. Yeah. I know, and, and do that you, will still come to fruition. You I still believe oof. that? Well, when Georgia loses to Florida, still yeah. Okay. Still believe All that. Right. Yeah, Georgia loses to Florida and Georgia loses to Georgia. Georgia, 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 Georgia will lose to Alabama. If that comes true, I will Georgia buy could lose to any of them. Georgia could have four losses at the end of the year. Who, yeah. who has Georgia? Wow. Who is playing Georgia? That's two at out of home. Two wins Counting the next bowl six. Games. Counting bowl games. Oh, okay. I got you. All right. Yeah. So, speaking of Georgia and teams that are going to beat them. Let's go down to, uh, or let's stay in Columbia, South Carolina, and talk about this Florida at USC game. I said it at the beginning of the show, I put my foot in my mouth every time I get cocky about things, and I should not have posted on the Facebook group that (laughs) Florida is going to destroy USC because now they're going to lose. But I still think this is a team that is up, that has that is favored by two. USC is favored by two, and the reason why is because Florida plays like crap away. They lost the they lost the Utah, and they and they lost ah. Then Utah was the altitude. They lost to Kentucky. Well, Utah was the altitude. We talked about that. Kentucky was not the altitude. They're only like five hundred feet above sea level or something, maybe six hundred yeah. feet. So I can't blame it on the altitude. But they just play disheveled when they're away. The crowd noise gets into their heads or something. I don't know. I feel like that's going to be a challenge for the Gators this week as well. And we're talking about two unranked teams, aren't we? Yep. But they're local to this area. That's why we talk about them. We love them. Does anyone think – what's the outcome going to be of this game, Chief? I think, first of all, it's going to be a close game. South Carolina, they're hungry. But I think Florida is playing a whole step above them. I think this is going to be – it's going to be close. But I'm thinking one score, somewhere between three and seven points, goes win goes to Florida. Not so fast. No, yes, I agree. Yeah, no way Florida comes in. Chopper and Columbia, I are on the same page on this. Um, at three thirty in the Williams Price and beats Carolina. There's, There's no, no way. way. No so way. hold on. This year or ever? Because they always ever this since year. I've lived this, this year. This year. This year. Of course. Yeah. yeah. We'll go yeah. off this year. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that scares me is they don't play very well away. That's how Florida is. Carolina plays pretty good at home lately. And Spencer Rattler, he feeds off that fan base. I feel like he does. And isn't it homecoming? And it is homecoming. Uh, yeah. Well, we're not. Now, why would you schedule homecoming? the Gators at homecoming? I thought y'all only played because on Thursdays. Because we know we can win. Jay just played on Thursday. We got the ball. We got the ball. The ball. What do you think about the Carolina game coming up? Did you, did you pay attention to Carolina football, or do you only care about Tennessee? Gators win by ten. Gator. <laughs> wow. That's a okay. No, that's a bold statement. That is a bold statement. I like you wow. though. I think that you're a good guy now. <laughs> I think they're strong in the trenches. Tennessee's not strong in the 
trenches, and they they pushed South Carolina around at the line of scrimmage. It was on the road. It was on the road, right? In yeah. Knoxville, night game, right? But I think the Gators are going to put it together. I like their running backs. They have the one-two punch and and um, Trevor or Trevor, not Trevor. Uh, Etn is going to be back this yeah. week as yeah. well. He he had an upper body injury. They said last week. That's why he didn't play against. But then again, Montreal Johnson Johnson does just fine on his own. But those two, that one-two punch, man. They say it's the best in the SEC. I don't believe it yet. I haven't seen it. For I think sure, the ball has got the best running backs in the SEC. Yeah, they have pretty good good running backs for sure. Yeah. I, I think number him, 12 in the country. I into that because I picked this team. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll let you have that. I will. Mr. X, you are a major Carolina fan. Right? I am. So um, then give it to me, man. You're the only Carolina fan that's at this table, really. That's great points on both sides of the house. I think playing at home, Florida does not like to play on the road. We love to play at home. Spencer definitely likes to play at home, as, as he's shown. Uh, Carolina's got the potential to be super explosive. But that right side of the line is so weak, and if teams can exploit it, we give up too many sacks and cannot score because we don't have a running back. Uh, I think the one-two punch of Florida's running backs is another thing that's going to wear us down because we don't have depth on defense. That's true. Uh, I would go seven to ten points, Florida. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. See, I, oh, I didn't don't see that. Buy that. You, know, you just don't the buy home it. advantage. You know, this is their uh, house. I'm so, they make the rules. I'm like, I'm so good. I really hope that's the case, but you know, I want. Tell yeah. myself that that's the case. Well, I will be there until the very end if this is happening that way. I will too. I will For you? sure. All right. Tell you. Let's yes. go to the two. And, and his birthday. No, my birthday's on Thursday. Thursday, right. But yeah, I will be celebrating my birthday right. at that game. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a week. My birthday <laughs> week. Or yeah. birth month. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't gotten month. to birth month. Like yet, but yeah, we'll, we'll go take with the week. We'll, I'll go with the week. It's yeah. my birth week. There we go. Happy yep. birthday. All right, so the number one offense in the country is Washington, the Ooh. Washington Huskies, Ooh. and the number two offense in the country is Oregon. Bo Nix's Oregon. Bo my man Nix. over here, the Auburn alum, yeah. is a huge fan of Bo, Bo Nix. Loved he loves the guy. He Bo- loved that little pimply faced kid when he was a freshman. When he yeah. took over what for was that, 15 years ago? When he yeah. took over for Cam Newton 12 years ago. Yeah. So <laughs> but but he is leading he's oh, leading that's, that's good. That's he's good. leading the one of the most dynamic offenses in the country. This guy has fifteen hundred yards passing and he's playing against he's a guy that win has the Heisman and that's me my biggest t- I yeah. told you so. And he's playing against Michael Panix Junior who Who's has on? 1,990 yards passing. They're going to jump yeah. in the top four, man. Over 80%. Bonix, 80% completion rate. So this is a this is going to be a hell of a matchup. Yeah. It, what What's it going to come down to, though, is going to be defense. It really comes down to Oregon has a coach that knows how to coach defense, and that is going to be the deciding factor in this game. Oregon wins this game by oh, at, least, yes. at least 20 points. And it comes no, down to experience, points. right? Totally disagree. the big game experience. Totally disagree with you. I don't know. Years years of it. Yes. I think Michael Penix Jr. and Washington and Washington defense are going to win by more than one score. So 10 points or more, you think? Yeah, 10 points or more. Wow. Yeah, and... 
I don't see that happening only because I feel if you look at Oregon, they're the number six defense in the country. This is a yeah. team that can stop the stop someone from scoring. Washington is even doesn't even make the top fifty. The thing that's going to happen in this game is Michael Penix Jr., while he can sit there and throw the ball and, and they could put up 50, 60 points a game, yeah. they might put up 30, 40 points this game, but they're going to get stopped twice. And yeah. Oregon's going to keep on going because Washington does not have the defense to stop Bo Nix. That's Oregon's, my thought. Oregon's doing it. Yep. yep. No, I agree. 100%. In my opinion, Oregon's probably the best team in the country right now overall. And don't, that, don't choke on that's your going, beer. That's going to be my <laughs> told you so at the end of the season, okay? Oregon? Oregon wins the national championship. Oh. They are Why good. Why are you stealing my thunder? Oh, that's right. You said this, too. Oh. I Okay, I'm on it's board. Okay. I'm on board, team, Chopper. Yeah. I'm on board. Wait, Oregon plays in which yeah. division? Pac-12. They're going what? away. Yeah, you yeah. and me. That's my whole world. All right. So, one of my favorite parts of the show... Is when we do what the fuck, and what the fuck is in a moment last week. Vol, yo, Vol, get over here. You gotta do a what the fuck. He didn't even do okay? it yet. That's the rule. You can't walk away yet. What is a what the fuck moment from last week when you're watching football and you were like, it could be your wife did something and you were like, what the fuck, but it could be a football player or a football play or a team that made you say, what the fuck. Doesn't matter. Any sport. It could be anything. Any sport. I yeah, any sport. The freaking HOA had oh. a meet and greet Sunday at three o'clock. The HOA. <laughs> the HOA. The HOA did in our in neighborhood. Bluffs. In the bluffs. Okay. What? It, what? It's got to be sports ish related. It can't it be. Is. They took him away. NFL was on. Oh, I didn't hear about that. No. What the? Yeah. Okay. What, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. That what is the a what fun. the fuck. All right. Yeah. So Does that qualify? That okay? It qualifies. Yeah. <laughs> That's the that's the most original what the fuck we've had yet. I can tell you that. Being a female, I hate right. to say, but what female put that together? Chief, what the fuck, man? How come we didn't talk about Syracuse uh, playing North Carolina? Oh, that that's was embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Was, was oh, I really need Rooster? Was Syracuse Rooster? undefeated going into that they game? They were four and one. They're four and one. Okay. Yeah. And North Carolina did dominate that game, right? Soundly, 40-7. to seven. Yeah, so yeah. what the fuck, Syracuse? Why I can't know, play we, a better That's game? why Rooster's not here. That's why he's yeah. not here. All right, Cheeks, what the fuck? My what the fuck is NFL. Shocker. My what the fuck is, um, I'm not sure if anybody noticed, but um, Kansas City's uh, refs must travel with them. I'm pretty sure. They have an NIL deal. Uh, exactly. Uh, I think they do, yeah. They so, have an NIL deal. Uh, so uh, they had a quarterback who decided to have an infraction, and uh, he took off his helmet, and they said, put your helmet back on, and they ignored the fact that that was a 15-yard infraction. What the fuck, refs? What right, the fuck? right after they had a pass interference call, that yes. they picked up and did not call, and then... yes. They Mahomes took, they took makes the, the money side. The like, what are you telling us? You're paying the refs or you're going to pay the refs? Yep. That's like, funny. Yep. That decided the game by seven points. What the yep. fuck, refs? All right. Yep. Thank you for I was listening to Paul Feinbaum shows for like five minutes today, and all I thought was, what the fuck? That's why I don't listen to this show. Because there are some <laughs> idiots that call into that show. Yeah, who'd what you the hear? Fuck, Paul those, they're classic, though. They are classic, but man, those boys are freaking... 
They can't put together a sentence like. That's why they he put together a sentence like in three years. And you have to write oh, it. Oh, I bet I can guess Chopper's what the fuck. Give it to me. The Swifty did not show up. What the yeah. fuck, Swifty? What the fuck? Alright. Yeah. Mr. X, do you have a what the fuck? I'm a baseball guy, so. You can yes. do it. It's oh, an open oh. table. Braves Phillies, last play of the game. <clears throat> Catches it off the wall. Looks like it's going to be a home run. Bryce Harper didn't tag up, and not a oh. not a bad play on his part because he would have scored. It was a yeah. good heads up play, but the fact that they were able to throw it back in and catch him off to double him out to end the game was I've never seen a play like that. So I was what the fuck when the game was over. Very happy about it, but nothing. What the not me. But you see Bryce Harper's he he was flipping off. The Braves fans <laughs> love Bryce Harper. <laughs> All right, they show him he's number one every time. Y'all heard the word, and it was last call a little while ago. Yeah. Whenever the bartender calls last call, I'm supposed to wrap the show up completely, but we usually go on for about four or five minutes after the show. And this is going to be the last call question, and we're going to do it really fast, okay? Your top person for a Heisman right now. This is going to be tough. Uh, So mine is going to be Michael Penix Jr. He is the man. Freaking awesome. Sador Sanders, by the way. Is freaking awesome as well, but he's padding those stats and people know it. Thank Whereas you. Michael Phoenix Jr. is going to win the Heisman with the numbers that he has right now. 2,000 yards passing, 75% completion rate. All he's got to do is have a couple more good games and he's in there. Anybody else? Chief. I got I got Michael Penix Jr. and Bo Nix, and I will tell you who on Sunday. Okay. Bo Nix. Nice. Puts this debate to rest this it's, weekend. This weekend we'll put this debate Bo-Nix. to rest. Bonex and Oregon. Oregon goes into the top four, and Bonex goes into the lead. Okay, Mr. X. NCAA loves pure numbers. Caleb Williams got it right now. Thank um, you. But Sanders is definitely on the list just because of how much Colorado has changed the football landscape this year. You got to think his name's going to be in that mix right next to. Caleb Williams with the with the numbers he's putting up so right now. So he will be in New York for the for the. Um, I think he's going to be on one of the seats. Yeah. Okay. And cheeks. I know it's a shocker. Caleb. Okay. Caleb Williams, come on. I'm going to let the ball over here. Say, do you have a guy that you're looking at for Heisman? Michael Pitts. Okay. Yeah. A beast. But this week, this weekend will define that too, right? If yeah. he does oh, yeah. not, I mean. Between the two players, Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr., those two guys are definitely the top contenders. They're the number one and number two. Is there any the scenario where Bo Nix wins this game, has better stats than him, and is not overtaken in the lead for the Heisman? I don't think that Bo Nix will end the season with better stats than Michael Penix <coughs> No, Penix's I mean, Jr. after oh. this game. Though. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's, in this game. Yeah. If he has better stats than uh, Penix, yeah. Well, he has a better completion rating. It's like 80% number yeah, Bo one Nicks, or number two. Bo Nix is at 80.4%. Yeah. Michael so Penix Jr. is at 74.7%. Better stats 7. in this game. Those are first each other. Yeah, well, that's and important. The, and is, and it will really, be, if it comes to those two, that, that, that's going to be the design. If, if the game is 28 to 21, something like that, versus if the game is... 57 to 48. Big different story. All right. So, I want to thank all the people that keep on listening to this show. Even though we bore you to death every week, we actually enjoy doing it. And we appreciate y'all listening all the way to the end. Keep on coming back, listening to more Guys at the Bar talking. Sports! Sports!